0: action welcome to torn Stumps, the trash movie podcast with me robert gershenson photographer and head of podcasts at trash which could be found at movetotrash.co.uk And
1: Joshua Winning, the greatest film critic you've never heard of. And we're going to the movies. Carrie White, played by Sissy Spacek, is a high school loner who suffers under the religious scrutiny of her fevered mother, played by Piper Laurie. With prom approaching, Carrie is unwittingly targeted by a group of girls at school who want revenge after they got in trouble for bullying her. But what the girls don't know is that Carrie has
0: telekinetic powers. So Rob, how do we feel about this one? So I was really dreading having to watch this because I'd got... seen it before. <laughs> you got what? I got the
1: sense there when your
0: text said, Ugh, Carrie. Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I'd seen it before. I'd watched it at a friend's house and <sighs> maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I was really fucking bored by it. Mm-hmm. And maybe because it... I was a bit younger, a couple of years, I don't know. But this time around, I'm really connected with it in like a big bad way in, in what sense I think it's a lot deeper than just a horror film I think it brings up ideas of faith and sin I think it's a brilliant piece of work yeah it's fantastic it's th- like thematically
1: it's you, there's so much to dig your fingers into it. it's yeah. just kind of you know there's about what it is to be a loner to be different to be an outsider um, the teacher how she tries to help Carrie and ultimately pays, you know, with her life. Yeah. Um, revenge. Is it ever okay to get revenge against people who have wronged you? Mental illness. You know, is her mother actually unwell? Is Carrie unwell? Is uh, You know, are the girls at school who are bullying people, are they pathologically unwell as well? Um, yeah, it, there's so much going on in this film. And I think that's why um, it's based on the Stephen King novel. I think that's why that novel turned him into... Uh, you know Stephen King the guy who writes yeah. the, the the stories that will really get under your skin and it's his first novel it's his first novel he hated it he like chucked it in the bottom drawer of his desk and decided to write Salem's Lot instead and I think his wife is the one who fished it out and sent it to a publisher or an agent or somebody
0: and they loved it and you know the rest is history yeah um, so it's the first novel and it's the first adaptation of a Stephen King yeah um book
1: yeah and it's his short is it like his shortest book it's really it's, tight it's
0: probably like 250
1: yeah i think 250 pages Which it's not is not short. Shortest. <laughs> yeah
0: well he's done like like i tried to read the girl who loved tom gordon and yeah. that's that's a, a just barely past novella stage it's a novel yeah. but it's just barely past novella but this is also brian de palma's is it his first i don't think it's his first film is it no no it's not his first film. no definitely not his first film but like i'm not that familiar with brian to palmer's work you know i've seen the untouchables who hasn't yeah i've seen mission impossible the, oh yeah of course the first one 1996 yeah um casualties of war is actually one that i have seen but Never no heard. one ever knows about it. it's with yeah. michael j fox and sean penn it's set during the vietnam war and it's about a rape oh okay um and i've also seen scarface yes written by oliver stone but this, I, I really, I really, really like this. I I found this film really ballsy because uh-huh. it starts off with the naked body of what is essentially a child. Yeah. I know that Sissy Spacek or spacek I never know how to pronounce her name still, was like 27 when she made this film. But she's yeah. playing like a, 17 a 15, year old. 16, 17-year-old. No, it's, it must be younger because when did you finish secondary school? It's like 16. But they're, all, they're pretty much 17 in this film. Are they 17? Yeah. Okay, so... But she's still a woman on the cusp yeah. of, of, of womanhood. Yeah. She must be, she's having her period late. If she's... Yeah, she must be. Because she's, you know, she's developed, isn't she? So... She is developed, yeah. yeah, yeah that, but, it, that but it's scene... really ballsy to start with the child's... First period. <laughs> First period, but also a child's body. Yeah. And shot in a way that is quite leering. The music as well is
1: kind of this oddly romantic kind of a wistful yeah. flute, I think. And or? it doesn't match what comes next. No, but I think that that's because for all that there is subtle in this film, a lot of it isn't subtle. And with, with before the, um, you know, what happens with Plug It Up and all that stuff, it, De Palma is trying to create this sense of kind of idyllic kind of um, innocence, I guess. And so that's yeah. why we've got that ridiculous bit of music
0: but it ends with <clears throat> the blood on her hands and yeah. on her thigh
1: yeah yeah i know that is so ballsy like that first we go from an, the netball match yeah which introduces carrie kind of at the back looking a bit lost um and then we go straight into like slow motion locker scene with all the lead characters basically full frontal yeah, yeah. apart from amy irving who's in a bra um They actually, do you know? They actually shot a TV version of that scene where they all had their clothes on. (laughs) Oh, what
0: for this film for use on TV? Yeah, so when it's on TV, they've all got their clothes on.
1: I know it's really bizarre. It's like, why didn't they just have the clothes on anyway? Then yeah, it's really, really bizarre. (laughs) It's so ballsy to start that scene with her fully naked in the shower. Like it, it just introduces her as this really vulnerable person um, who you immediately kind of feel like when what's that phrase? It's like ball, just let your balls hang out. It's like when, when you see someone naked, you see them. Like yeah. All mystique is taken away, and it, they are just themselves, and
0: you know everything physically about them. I'm not sure she had any balls to she hang out, but I know what no. you mean. But she's a very tragic character. She's been bullied at school, and she's been abused at home. Yeah. And even the head teacher can't get her name right. <laughs> Cassie Wright. And he keeps saying <laughs> Cassie,
1: Cassie. No wonder she ends up flipping the, f- the ashtray. But did she know that she had the powers? I think she starts to suspect, doesn't she? Is it when she has her first period? Is that when it actually starts? Because she she's on the, the floor
0: and she doesn't know what's going on. And the teacher tries to calm her down by slapping her. Yeah. There's so much slapping in this so film. So much slapping. We'll she to that. she explodes the bulb above them. Ooh. Then, like ten twenty minutes later, she flips the ashtray. Yeah. In the the hall, and I just wonder: Did she know she was doing that? Because I imagine if you have if you have telekinesis... Which I do, actually. I imagine if you have those powers, you'll have a feeling that this Mm. is you controlling it. Is it not that she's... Maybe I'm reading
1: too much into this, but, you know, that she's yelling, plug it up, plug it up at her. Is it because she has been plugged up her entire life? She's been this kind of loner. And now that she's... The horror of what has happened to her, having her first period, and, you know, all these people being so awful to her, has that just kind of unplugged this, this new thing that she can
0: do and it, it hasn't happened before but now it is maybe because on the way home she actively flips that kid on the bike yeah yeah she did she does that and she doesn't look surprised that it's happened
1: creepy carry creepy carry
0: yeah that isn't even that kid's voice it's betty buckley who
1: plays miss collins they dubbed her voice over that kid. It's maybe so that weird.
0: maybe that kid had like a proper like <laughs> creepy carry creepy carry
1: <laughs> it was just a bit too scary
0: but then she also fucks up a mirror yeah but then she goes to the library to look for information about what her condition could be. Mm. I do feel that she she comes to conclusions very quickly, Well, she's obviously a smart cookie. Mm. And you
1: would, you'd be like, "Shit, did I flip that ashtray? Oh my god, did I just knock that kid off his bike? I better go to the library and check this out." Which is what she does, and that well, book's you might real. believe it—that book's real as well. <laughs> really, that's a real book that she reads. Oh wow! I know. Why
0: well, have you got a copy?
1: Yeah, I, that's how I found out that I have telekinetic powers. But Sissy Spacek is so great in this. She's she's perfect for this role in the way that Chloe Grace Moretz was so totally wrong for it in the twenty thirteen remake. Yes. Because even though Chloe Moretz is a great actress, she couldn't she couldn't dampen down her self-awareness, her self-possession, you know, how confident she is as a young woman. Whereas Sissy Spacek in this, you completely believe that she is this kind of sewn up, buttoned up, terrified loner you don't you don't ever for a second think nah
0: she's just playing she's playing a role she's wide eyed she's childlike she's quiet she's shy she's milky she's virginal Mm, yeah 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 she is perfect that is Carrie White her name is Carrie White yeah Chloe Moretz what's her name Chloe? Grace Moretz Chloe Grace Moretz is a stunner she's such a good looking young woman Mm. And she's clearly developed, mm. and because she played Hit Girl, yeah. and Hit Girl was a very knowing young lass mm. who, who, all of who said, characters are like that. you know,
1: "cunt" on yeah. screen. And she was in Five Hundred Days of Summer, advising Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his love life. She's always played, yes, she was, kind yeah. of very knowing and
0: self-aware characters. She's the Haley Joe Osment of <laughs> the female young kid. Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but she was completely wrong for that role whereas sissy was perfect and she suffers throughout this film hmm. and it's relentless yeah she suffers at the hands of her deranged mother who is dressed like a witch yeah and has the same hair as that fucked up jesus in the cupboard oh that's that's
1: actually saint sebastian oh is that saint sebastian yeah he's right. a martyr. Yeah, but they, yeah, that statue is creepy.
0: And yeah, she looks with those just fucking like fucking light-up eyes. But those light-up eyes were creepy on yes. that, I didn't know it was Saint Sebastian. I just looked and I thought it was Jesus, but then there was arrows, and I couldn't yeah. work out where the arrows were in the crucifixion story, because I went looking to... Because I know Jesus was stabbed yeah. with things. Longinus. Well, he was stabbed with a longinus spear. That's it. Because I thought maybe that was a, a riff on that. Yeah. Laurie Piper. Oh, God. She has this amazing ability to play bitches. <laughs> I love her in Twin Peaks. Oh, of course. She's Catherine Martel. Yeah. Get your shoes off my bed and go to your room <laughs> That sounds like Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McKellen can play anything. But she she is she is phenomenal in this film. But she's just as tragic yeah. as as Carrie. She's just passing on the tragedy. She's clearly been treated very badly in her life Mm. because of her religious beliefs she's passing that all on to Carrie yeah she's like she's a
1: pure Stephen King character Mm. where she's a a kind of a victim of her own environment of her own upbringing of her own life she's like historical uh, hysterical religion unbending no room for faults or weakness and she's like the best of villains, like all the best villains, believe that what they're doing is the right thing. And she believes that, you know, to the nth degree. Um, And that's what makes her great. Because you believe her, even though she's this really odd, hysterical character who's kind of feverish and demented. You completely
0: believe that she's real. Is she right to try and kill Carrie? God, no. (laughs) No, of course not. Why?
1: Because... What? So your daughter went to the prom. Let's kill her. No, I don't think that. That's ridiculous. Why? Why would that ever be a good thing?
0: <laughs> this film started me on on a rabbit hole to religious texts because I kept thinking. <laughs> you just is... had
1: an epiphany watching Carrie. <laughs> Wait actually... a minute,
0: I'm religious. I'm going to join a nunnery. Oh, and that's probably the best thing for you. Uh, like sister act. Yeah. But I just kept thinking the sins of the father, the sins of the mm. father, the sins of the father. And I just kept thinking, is she punishing Carrie for her own sin? Oh God. Yeah, of course she is. Yeah. Cause at the end she starts talking
1: about when they lay, she lay down together with her husband and then they had sex and then he left her. Um, yeah, she's, she's trying to prevent her own tragedy befalling Carrie. That's why she see, That's why she thinks she's doing the right thing. But that makes her a hypocrite. Of course, it does. It's it's um it's do as I say, not as I do. That's yeah. her motto in life. Clearly, she has got it tattooed on like on her thigh or something. Um, <laughs>
0: really? No, not really. <laughs> on her lower back, yeah. like some dirty cow in Yeats's. Yeah, with like a, a Winnie the Pooh, like I don't know. Um, but I just kept. I just kept thinking, sins of the father. And I I looked up all these quotes from the bible so i came across this one from exodus which is in the old testament i the lord your god am a jealous god visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me mm. so i just feel if god says it's okay yeah then does that justify what mrs white was doing to carry I mean, that's real fire and brimstone stuff. That's that's proper religious kind of zealot. But that's what behavior. she is. She is a religious zealot. Yeah. Even when she visits that family before she leaves at the beginning of the film, she the, the mother, she turns, hands up in the air and says, yeah. you know, I, I pray that you find Jesus. Yeah. Not like... See, ya. See you See next Wednesday. Yeah. Have a cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. I'll bring the Tupperware back. Don't worry. Yeah. It's. I pray you find Jesus. And she's always like, pray with me, Carrie. Pray. And
1: she's upset when Sue Snell's mum just says, "I want to donate ten dollars." Yeah. Because she wants to uh, convert people. She wants to. She wants to bring them to the church, but she's being brushed off, and she she knows she's being brushed off. Um. But I think we're probably getting into a discussion about honour killings here, really, aren't we?
0: I don't think that's
1: necessarily an... It's the honor. same thing. Is that an honor It's killer? the same thing. It's, it's somebody saying, you are dishonoring our family name. You are living in sin. Therefore, you must die.
0: But that's not, that's, it's not necessarily the family name. I don't think that's what, that's, mm. I don't think that's what Mrs. White is concerned with here. Mm. I genuinely think she thinks that in order to, um, in order to rid herself of sin, mm. she has to kill or, or get rid of the thing that she feels is the sin. Carrie is the sin, her sin. But elsewhere in Deuteronomy, also in the Old Testament, it says, Fathers shall not be put to death for their sons, nor shall sons be put to death for their fathers. Everyone should be put to death for his own sin. (laughs) Interesting. Which would say that she's not justified in trying to rid her sins via Carrie. Yeah. When you said you went down a religious rabbit
1: hole, I think that maybe that stuff should stay down there because it's all—it's all conflicting. It's all made up by men. But it's so in it's thousands just of years really It's clearly, no, what, yeah, it is. It's clearly
0: what this film is—is is, yeah. is entrenched in. This isn't—it's not just a coincidence. Mm. Brian De Palma is clearly a Catholic. Mm. Stephen Although, King you probably know, had a Catholic upbringing, like a lot of America. Well, a lot of
1: Stephen King's imagery is drawn from the Bible and yeah. kind of the idea of sin and evil and the devil. Um, so that's that's definitely a thing. But did you know that everything that Piper Laurie quotes from the Bible isn't actually the Bible? Where is it from? It, it's kind of it's made up from all over the place. It's not actually the passages that she reads aren't what she says that she's reading. It's just uh, like a, adds another layer of mania to her character where she thinks she's being religious, but she's not. <laughs> she's just making shit up.
0: It's like the omen. Like mm. the passage in The Omen, it's not in Revelation at all. Right. About the devil with the 666. That was made up uh, for the film.
1: I wonder if that's a way of safeguarding the filmmakers against people who are going to be like, oh, your film is anti the church, blah, blah, blah. Possibly.
0: I mean, I know that yeah. um, Billy Graham said that there was pure, un- undulterated evil within the actual physical negative of The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. So the public, the, the publicity department just ran with that. They were like, Thank you, my publishing partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who destroys the house at the end? I
1: think. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. I think. Do you not think that it's kind of?
0: Because Carrie looks surprised when the house starts shaking and quaking. Is that? But is
1: that because she's? It's become like manifest. It, it's kind of, or it's it's unconscious. This rage and this kind of fear. Uh, you know, she's killed her mother. Do you not think that it's? It's not a conscious thing that
0: she's doing, but she is doing it. So on, well, on the subconscious level, she can't control
1: yeah. her power. It's just, yeah, it's she's, unlocked to a,
0: to a place that she can't control
1: it. She's flipped that switch and she's taped over it and, it, you know, she can't tape, untape it. Is she God? <laughs> <laughs> Carrie White, the holy Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's a silly question. Um, it,
0: I don't think it is. Why, would that, why is that a silly question? Because I don't believe in God. Yeah, but in the context of the story, I don't believe in God, but in the context of the story, is she God?
1: Depends how you or define Or is she God? the other one? How do you define God? How does the film define God? I don't know. Isn't God something that, um, that's not human, that is above us? Because I found this quote. <laughs> oh my god um, from- I feel like you are turning into Piper Laurie <laughs> and I'm turning
0: into Carrie and I don't like it well you are quite milky <laughs> so it's Thank from you. another it's from another book in the Old Testament it's called Nahum or Nahum uh, the Lord is a jealous and avenging God mm. the Lord takes vengeance and is filled with wrath the Lord takes vengeance on his foes and vents his wrath against his enemies the Lord is slow to anger but great in power the Lord will not leave the guilty unpunished a lot of what we've just watched with Carrie is in that. It takes her a long time hmm. of of sustaining that, that bullying and abuse for her to unlock. And when she does, it's so immense. It's yeah. she doesn't fire any warning shots. She obliterates everyone. Yeah. She obliterates and then when I say everyone, I don't just mean the guilty she punishes the father for the sins of the child and she punishes the child for the sins of the father which is why i think that innocent teacher who tried to help her that's why she has to die yeah she didn't do enough her kids her children her Mm. school children have sinned therefore she has to die Mm. so it makes me think in the context of this story she's god who brings carrie back to life when at the end of the film what in the dream sequence? I don't think it's a dream. Hmm. It's too lazy. That's like the Wizard of Oz going, "It was all a dream." Well, the, the whole the film isn't a dream, but no, the, but
1: the graveside bit is a dream. I,
0: I, I don't read it like that. Really? I think it's. I think this film is far too intelligent to do like a shitty. Hmm. Here's a boom. Here's the last boom. That kind of Freddy Jason bullshit, or Friday the Thirteenth, obviously used yeah. that. Yeah. In, a, in a really shitty way. I think this film was far too intelligent to, to put that on as an end tag and have it so frivolous as it was all a dream. The thing that actually got me in that scene was the
1: fact that Sue's mum says she's, the doctor says that she's young enough she'll forget all about it. I was like, are you oh, fucking kidding so. me? She's 17 years old. <laughs> maybe if she was two she'd forget all about it. But she's 17. She's just seen all her friends die. But Carrie's um, coming back. Yeah, I don't know. So who resurrects her? Well, maybe she resurrects herself. Because she's kind of become pure, pure rage, hasn't she? She's, she's not really human anymore. So there's another quote I found. <laughs> oh, is it about Jesus?
0: <laughs> well, it's from Acts in the New Testament. So that deals a lot with Jesus. and it, mm. it, It's a quote from Peter, one of his... Peter? From Peter, from one of his apostles, that says, God raised Jesus from the dead. So if, if God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, it's the Holy Trinity, they're all the same person, then you can only conclude that Jesus raised himself from from the grave. Mm-hmm. So if Carrie is God, she could just resurrect herself. Yeah. But she's coming from hell. Yeah. So is she God or is she the devil? Because the way I see it is God created the heaven and the earth, including everything that we see or is perceived to be evil. So therefore the devil, the Satan. Mm. So if, if Satan and God are on equal footing, then Satan's going to have the same power as God. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm just having
1: flashbacks to being forced to go to church as a child, <laughs> having really awful flashbacks. Now, I'm, I'm
0: not religious, but I do find. Oh, right, Madonna. <laughs> Is that what she says? Yeah, that's one of her lyrics. Really? <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. I'm. You know, I'm a material girl. Yeah. But I do find these sort of things incredibly interesting. So I like yeah. it when I watch a film that has clearly thought about things on more than a shallow horror level yeah i much prefer horror films from the 70s than let's say the 80s when the horror started going into the 80s and they were franchising them out they were just like shitty mcdonald's (laughs) but this film works with but this film can work in a very cool triple bill with the exorcist and the omen oh definitely they're all dysfunctional family dramas with horrific elements Entrenched in the ultimate battle between good and evil mm. that is found in the Bible. Yeah. So they're fighting over. They
1: fighting over Carrie's soul in some ways. Potentially. They're kind of fighting to redeem her or to, like, is she is she going to the dark side? Is she becoming Darth Vader? Is she giving in to the dark lure of the devil's work? You know, without is, knowing about is, it. Yeah. Is is her mother actually right? Yeah. Is it so? It so when you asked, was she was she right to try to kill Carrie? Were you thinking about Damien in the Omen, where it's like he's a child, but he is the devil? Yeah. So should
0: we kill him? Because she says you are <clears throat> you you have the devil's power. The mother could identify mm. this power. So it makes me think: has she always has the mother always known that Carrie had this power mm. and was just waiting for it to appear and hoping that every time she locked her in the cupboard, it would pray the power away
1: pray the gay away
0: pray the gay away yeah maybe i don't know i always
1: just i think maybe it's because i grew up religious and then very young at a very young age i kind of realized that the bible is a series of stories told by men thousands of years ago it's not these things didn't actually happen i think that i've always dismissed kind of religiousy stuff now yeah. so i've i dismiss margaret white as a fanatic I don't believe that anything she says is in any way true or has any kind of real value. It's all about, for me, the film is about a misunderstood female girl. Female girl? A misunderstood young girl who is coming into her feminine power and her mother doesn't like it. I've never really seen it as a religious film, even though there's religious textures to it. I think I've always just seen it as as a really horrific coming of age film and what happens when the person who is supposed to protect you and have your best interests at heart what happens when they decide they don't want you to grow up like she says you're not a little girl
0: anymore i can see your dirty pillows i can see your
1: dirty pillows it's really awful it's like if your parents suddenly turned around and said now that you're not a kid sorry you've got the old heave ho yeah that's horrific
0: I think that's the genius of this story and this film that mm. they give the space for all these different yeah, yeah. elements. And it's not the longest film, it's only it's like a like a brief 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah 100 minutes gets at the in most. Gets out. Yeah.
1: And the last act, pretty much the whole of the third act is the prom. Yes, what 45
0: so, minutes, 40 minutes of yeah. that. That prom scene is phenomenal. It's a masterpiece. Just that is Brian De Palma 101. It's clockwork. It, it's phenomenal. It's kind of Nolan-esque clockwork. Like the camera moves up to see the bucket with the pig blood and it's the camera is over the stage looking at the pig blood. Then it zooms down to the table where uh, Carrie and her her date are mm, sitting. Tally. Then the election is announced. They're king and queen. They walk in slow-mo to the stage mm. and they look really heavenly with all like that light. They're bathed in that heavenly light. Then the girl notices the ropes and we follow the rope down to silhouette hands underneath the stage. And there's like Hitchhockey and strings on yeah, the score. Yeah. Oh, it's a Pinot Donaggio who... It's a lovely wine. It's, yeah, I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> so tasty. It's good with fish. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a cacophony of voices. Then the split screen begins yes. with that bucket noise. Yeah. And then it knocks him
1: out. Oh, there's the dripping. It's just the, 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 the music stops yeah. completely and it's
0: just dripping. And she's bathed in that red devil light and yeah. she loses her shit. She loses it completely. And it's not a case that she points at things no. and someone flies across the room. She's almost just completely frozen with the amount of power that is now surging mm. through her, the amount of anger. Yeah. And it's all in her head. She's controlling yeah. people. It's, it's, that's the power. So she doesn't need to do the movie thing of pointing at something and whipping her hand across the She's not magnetic. No, she's not. She's not controlling in that way. And it is horrifying. Yeah, it's that zzz, that Halloween kind of sound. It's and
1: she turns brilliant. the lights off, so she's yeah. purely bathed in red. Yeah, it's great. And I love that, that thematical link with the start of the film, blood, period you know, becoming a woman. Yeah. And then this blood pig's blood becoming a monster in some ways. Yeah. You know, there's a weird kind of balance where something has gone really wrong. (laughs) And, um, she's almost like she's frozen with the shame, the shame that she felt in that shower has multiplied by a million and she's now actually hallucinating. She's seeing people laughing, actively laughing at her and mocking her as her mother told her that yeah. she would they would. And so she her just, mother's
0: premonition came true. Her they're mother all laugh at you.
1: Yeah, she, exactly. It's like but now she doesn't know what to believe because suddenly it's something her mum said actually has is true and has happened. So she's kind of like, you know, you can you can see all this going on, can't you? It's like she didn't say a word. Yeah. She probably says one word for the rest of the film and it's like, mama or something. She does not say anything else. and But you can just see it all written on her face. It's such a great performance. It's, it's harrowing. It's a,
0: and it's a wonderful set piece. Mm. And I can't remember how it went in the remake. Did they do the split screen stuff with the Chloe Moretz one?
1: I don't know. I know that they did, because with this, with Brian De Palma's film, they couldn't afford to do lots of things. Like, they were going to have... It raining boulders on the house oh, wow. at one point in the film, but they couldn't do that. Then they were going to blow up a, a gas station, which is what happens in the book, but they couldn't afford to do that and blow up the car with John Travolta in it. Yes, so they just did that. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Remember, the remake is was. I was so upset by the remake because I love Carrie. This this. But there's film. no
0: reason why the remake would have been anything other than a yeah. shallow horror film. Well,
1: Stephen King loves Brian De Palma's Carrie, and when he found out or when he heard. That um, Chloe Grace from Moretz was going to do a remake with Kimberly. Uh, she directed Boys Don't Cry. Um, yeah, he was like, "Why would you bother doing that? It's like, <laughs> there's a perfectly fantastic yeah. film already." But
0: it it is an aged film. It's dated it's as hell. Very dated. There's like wow, 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 wow
1: music, which is hilarious.
0: But even like when John Travolta is killed, it's sped up footage and, and there's then the spinning camera. Spin- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand why, you know, if if I was 15 now, yeah. I wouldn't want to watch a film that came out Whether, 30 years before I was born or however yeah. long ago.
1: And also because you're asked to believe that this, this fluffy haired per- permed supposed jock is like the hot guy who everyone wants. Yeah. When actually, he's actually kind of a weirdo. Like, actually looks like the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the teacher, the actress playing the teacher was the same age as Sissy Spacek. Pretty really? much. Yeah.
0: Wow, so she looks younger and the other one looks older.
1: And this was her first film, and she played her as a lesbian, apparently. Who's Sissy? No, 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 the teacher... um, I forgot forgot what her name is. Uh, Betty Buckley. She played Miss Collins as a lesbian, apparently.
0: Oh, that did not come across at all.
1: It's a weird way to describe playing the character, but I guess I liked it.
0: (laughs) I did not get that at all. It's great that it was like an almost female-led film. Mm. Yeah, nobody's really talking about boys. Yeah. It's all about the women. And, they, and the boys do what the women tell them.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like when Miss, when Miss Buck... No, when Miss Collins is like, I will not let you hurt this girl again. He's He kind of laughs, doesn't he? He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Because he's just like this pawn in this game that the girls are playing. And he's just like, all he can do is laugh about it. There's There was a, a sequel, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a sequel in like the year 2002, I want to say.
0: Called Carry 2. The Rage. And it was about another girl who had the same father. And they they sort of said that... Oh, it was 1999, sorry. Well, they said, obviously, the powers can transfer from the father too.
1: Yeah. But I never saw it. I did. I saw it when it came out. So I, I would have been a teenager when I saw it.
0: Was the girl called Carrie as well?
1: Uh, No, she was like this kind of goth girl called Rachel. And she... It's just a very similar thing where she's kind of like... They try to update the story. So now she's white trash, lives in a trailer. Yeah. She's bullied. Um, she ends up going to this like party and then um, she's videotaped. Um, I think going, like kissing a guy or something and it gets broadcast at the, at the party and then she goes mental and kills everyone.
0: So it's like a soft remake. But it's a soft remake. A-
1: and it's got Amy Irving in it again as Sue Snell. And she's like, and now a high school counselor who's like, I've seen things like this happen before. So it the it's the same
0: character. Same world. Same, but the same, I know the same actress, but same character? Yeah, yeah, same character. Okay. And I know there was a TV remake. They were going, oh yeah, there was a TV remake. There was a TV remake. Which actually I've heard isn't that bad. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's been three versions of the same story plus a sequel. And a very, very short-lived
1: stage show musical which just seems like the stupidest idea.
0: That doesn't make any sense.
1: Apparently it completely flopped and they killed it after five shows. But like there's some hilarious songs that they have in it. I just can't imagine that working. I know. It's just... Well, because musicals are fun and almost flippant. Yeah. Whereas Carrie is nothing like that.
0: So unless you're doing it ironically like Book of Mormon or... Yeah. The American Psycho musical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're... Or Sweeney Todd, I guess. Yeah, but the, unless the context of what you're doing is ironic... Yeah. That's as non-cutesy-cutesy as you can get.
1: Yeah, it just seems a bit kind of crass to, to make a musical about a tragic teenage girl who ends up essentially killing herself.
0: Or does she? <laughs> well, yeah. So that was Carrie, directed by Brian De Palma. Did you love Carrie? Have you seen the remake?
1: Do you care about it? Do you say Sissy Spacek or do you say Spissy, Spissy Spachek, I think, is Rob's description? <laughs> Sissy spacek." Yeah, Spakek. I actually quite like that one, Spakek. Yeah. Hi, my name's Sissy Spakek. Yeah. But it, what about Kevin Spacey? Do you say Kevin Spakey? I say cunt. <laughs> do you like the film? If you do, drop us a tweet at Torn Pod. We'd love to hear from you.
0: And if you like film, music, culture and television, head to Trash, which is at Move to Trash. We're off to look at Joshua's Dirty Pillows. Until next time, I remain Robert Gershenson. I'm Joshua Winning. Cut.